there! Welcome to another edition of Drag Hags, where three ladies of a certain age discuss RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. I'm Jan. I'm Ren. I'm MC. So this week, we are going to talk about my best squirrel friends, drag maids, whatever. Whatever, you know, I like with Ken, when Kenny was like, yeah, let someone else figure out what the hell that was called, because <laughs> that was just like too many words in, in a bad order. Yeah. Yeah, I I know what she was going for in terms of the movie references. Yeah, but yeah it was just like word salad. And also the fallout from uh, Ben de la Creme's uh, very dramatic exit. So, But maybe we should start first with MC having met Pandora over the week. Yes, I, I yes. had a close encounter of the drag kind. So, Pandy, 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 woo! Team Pandora! Pandora! Uh, performed in Toronto at Buddies in Bad Times Theater, which she admitted that she kept on forgetting what the name of the theater was, too. <laughs> My Squirrel Friends Drag Hags Theater <laughs> yes. Whatever. trip and dinner dance. Yes. Uh, so uh, I went with my sister's-in-law and a friend of mine, and we arrived just before the show started. But because everyone is so goddamn Canadian, front row was still available. Sweet! <laughs> That's unbelievable. As a New Yorker, those front seats would have been gone six weeks ago. Yeah, yes. no, the front was, so I was front row center. Pandora was awesome. It opened with a little horror movie parody. Like, um, they had a screen set up, and so they showed this horror movie um, trailer, which was The Channoning. <laughs> <laughs> and so Pandora was being haunted by Carol Channing. Raspberries, raspberries. It was fantastic, and she was she was wonderful. She talked a lot about Drag Race, particularly All Stars, because I mean it was like two days after the last episode. So, oh yeah, uh, Pandora was just like, oh my god, Bendelacram, can you believe that she did that? And then she talked about her own experience on All Stars and how hard it was. At one point, she was making fun of Rue. And this was my favorite part. She was talking about how long they actually have to be on their feet um, during the the judgment and talking about them filming her uh, Rue actions. Where, and so she started to imitate Rue, like doing all of these Rue faces. And somebody in the back, like at the bar, dropped some cutlery and... Pandy got really spooked and ran off the stage behind the curtain and just <laughs> and and she's like, oh crap, who's a who's a blonde queen? Uh uh, it was Sharon Needles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She performed Cooter as a torch song. Nice. Oh, excellent. It was really good. Afterwards there was a meet and greet uh for the VIPs. And I was a VIP because the tickets were, like, super cheap. I mean, it was a $15 ticket, and that's $15 Canadian. And the VIP was $20. So I'm like, oh, nice. Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I got to go up and meet her with my friends. And um, I bought uh, a poster from the show. So um, uh, she uh, signed it, and she had nowhere to sign. So she's like, do you mind if I sign it on your boobs? <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, of course not. Like, go for it. Like, you have no yeah. other use for my boobs. So you might as well, you know, sign a poster on them. And then when I moved the poster away, she said, oh, my God, I love your dress. And I was, it's, 
a dress I really love. I designed it myself. Um, it was a, It's an Andy Warhol-esque print of Benedict Cumberbatch's face. Uh, and so she's like, I love your dress. And then she looked closer and she's like, oh my God, I just realized it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Now I love you and hate you in the same breath. <laughs> Excellent. And she's like, ah, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, the things I'd let him do to me. <laughs> so yeah, on her. Yeah, Pandy, so sweet, so beautiful. If you have the chance to see her, do it, meet her. She's absolutely lovely. And also tell the audience where they can get their very own Benedict Cumberbatch dress. Yes, you can get uh, my Benedict Cumberbatch dress on Redbubble along with a bunch of other dresses uh, in similar styles, uh, just with different celebrities on it. The nice airline dresses... Yeah, then I say line dresses so that they will, yeah, generous fit. So, you know, it doesn't matter what your size is so much. So, so that was our, our little uh, Rue plug for the, the evening. But, wink! Um, yeah. Wink. Yes. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Available on iTunes. Ting. So, <laughs> yes. So, but that sounds like it was a great time. I'm very jealous. Yeah. I mean, in a good way. It just sounds yeah, like. Yeah, good for I, you. I saw Pandora, what, like five years ago now? Uh, was wasn't that, I hope it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, I'll have to check. Um, oh right, no, no, you're right. No, it might have been five years ago. Oh goodness gracious, yeah. Yes, but um, yeah, Pandora's awesome. Yeah. I love Pandora. If you're listening, Pandy, yeah. <laughs> of course, we she listens. You. All of the queens listen to our show. Oh, right. oh, 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 so much. Oh my gosh, they're just so fangirling us. I just can't stand all the <laughs> attractions to us. Yes, yes. Well, let me tell you, I'm, I'm having a bit of FOMO here because between, you know, Ren's encounter last week with Bianca and now MC's encounter with uh, Pandora, I feel like I need to have a solo encounter with a drag queen myself. Other than, let's say, Hedda Lettuce, yeah. who I love, but is not on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, you got to get yourself into New York because, I mean, like, so many of the queens from Drag Race are on are New York-based, yeah. so... You've- yeah, but they're always touring. <laughs> they're, they're, they're usually out somewhere else, like South America or, you know... Or actually, Brooklyn, you know... Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't. I don't go to Brooklyn um, or Canada. Evil. Yeah, it is really the only for for those who don't know. I mean, I live on Long Island, and in order to get to Brooklyn, either I have to drive, and there's usually no place to park, or I actually have to take a train into Manhattan and then go from Manhattan back east on a subway to Brooklyn to get around. It's stupid. It's just our public transportation is sucky, and that's why it's evil. So, um, but we can talk about this week's show now. So um, we started out as, uh, you know, last week on RuPaul's Drag Race, and we got a little bit of a re- uh, reminder of Vendela Creme's dramatic exit uh, and everybody's reaction to it. And then we cut to sort of them, everybody coming into the workroom and reeling from the fact that Dela took herself out and went home. And I thought Trixie was really good as a narrator. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I like Trixie as sort of Greek chorus this season. No, she, she's been a very good Greek chorus, yeah. Yeah, I, I, she has really, really good observations when she's kind of, you know, the as she described herself, the, the boring white guy sitting in a room talking about what was going on. So I thought that was kind of good. They were all so cracked, but also so relieved. Like, I did love Tr- Trixie's comment about it's like if your good looking friend decides she's not going to prom and you're just like, OK, party, party, party. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a postcard on one of my $100,000 bills. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I, I think so. I mean, because, yeah, it's a huge pressure. I think everybody just assumed with the way uh, Dela was going all season that it was just Dela's game and why did they even bother? And now they suddenly have to step up. 
Well, if we look at what this week's challenge was, and considering how good Dela is at the acting challenges, she might have taken one of the top spots this week, too. Oh, she, yeah. she, she totally oh, would definitely. have. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know which role she would have been in, but she definitely would have gotten, blown everybody away again. Um, I thought that, um, I mean, like I said, Trixie was really good about that. Although she said, you know, oh, well, nobody would ever have sent Dela home. And it's like, I don't think Dela would ever have gotten in the bottom two. But I think if she had, somebody might have sent her home just to get rid of the competition. It depends on um, who it was. Right. right. Yeah. Whether you've got somebody like in Alaska or whether you've got somebody like, I don't know, whether it's Shangela or, you know, somebody who just likes her and couldn't like really commit to that. Um, and then I think Morgan started to comment about it. And I think, more, first of all, Morgan was overthinking. Um, and second of all, it's just like Morgan clearly doesn't understand what Ben's uh, reason for everything was. I mean, you know, he wasn't wasting anybody's time because Morgan said, oh, well, you know, why why was he wasting everybody's time? You know, why? You know, we all care about the crown, but that's the whole point. You know, I've seen a lot of that from the fans this week, too. And certain people just think it was some kind of like stunt or, you know, oh, well, she was ungrateful. No, she just did what she wanted to do. Well, I and... think a lot of the queens were <clears throat> overthinking. I mean, Shanji's been overthinking Ben all season. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a way. And you know, even Trixie was, was pretty much like, this is a stunt or whatever. And um, yeah, I think it's just Ben being Ben and um, you know, respecting what her limits are. As far as tolerating, you know, the uh, the angst. I mean, it's a, it's it's a really painful situation having to see all these talented people and having to send someone away. So you know, and having to do that week after week after week, like she did. You know, I can see her very much like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go home myself. I, I you know, I I've proven myself. I don't need to do anything else. Bye. Yeah, I think Morgan was also feeling a little bit of. I mean, just separate from Ben leaving there was a little bit of feeling like Ben only brought her back out of pity. And I think that kind of stung that Ben didn't, you know, say that she was the best in the challenge or anything. It was mostly just, you didn't get to show off all of your stuff. So Morgan, I think it kind of put Morgan on the wrong foot. And we saw throughout this episode, Morgan kept on saying, it's like queen who comes back usually goes the same episode. So I think she was in that headspace. So that might've contributed to some of the things she said about Ben. Yeah, I, I I think also Morgan just strikes me as somebody who I mean I don't follow her a lot, but it's not a negative. But I think she's just a very competitive person. Oh yes, she is. And, and as somebody said, like you know, in terms of the role she should have picked, as we'll discuss later, on in the film was somebody who's more combative and more sort of forthright and upfront. And it's just her personality. Whereas, and I think a lot of people, including fans that I know and love, don't get that sometimes you just don't want to be competitive you're not that competitive anymore you're sort of like you know you, you're, you've done what you need to do for yourself and you can move on you don't always need all the accolades in the top spot because that's okay yeah morgan has never been one of my favorite queens and i i think i've said that on past episodes particularly on our meet the queens one and i think in this all-stars I have actually been impressed by what morgan did and some of the things that i've heard morgan say like in her elimination video for this episode, spoiler, spoiler, that she goes home. She talks about how her biggest regret in everything to do with Drag Race is what happened with Mystique. That, you know, oh. going back and, and actually seeing what was said. It's like, it, you know, she knows what kind of person she is, but seeing that on screen, she's really tried to, like, uh, you know, uh, tamp that down, stop, you know, doing... You know, 
because it was bullying and she hates yeah. that she actually did that and i was like you know props to you i you know like you more now for your self-awareness yeah i think even in this episode i mean i got a little bit more i don't want to say sympathy but more i just liked her more because i think she was trying and especially towards the end again speaking of the elimination i thought her her elimination we'll talk about it more later right i thought it was really classy i think she was much more accepting of what was going on as compared to you know being combative and and more like you know being a brat about it and and being angry like i think she was initially so but on the other side speaking uh talking about people that have not impressed me at all bb is so fucking full of shit oh my god bb you know just like i'm perfect i am you know you do not touch me because i know everything you know it's like you know you may say think say this and that about me but i know what i am doing and therefore i am perfect and i cannot take criticism because i'm above criticism and it's like, right and, and starting out she started out this episode basically saying i'm not going to say who went home yeah. i'm going to keep this forever and you can't don't you ask me about it because i'm not going to tell you i'm going to respect bendela's d- decision and not tell anybody who i'm going to send home yeah because you didn't want to piss off kennedy and morgan because you were going to send home kennedy and bring back asha right yeah exactly and it's just, I mean, it was pretty transparent, but it's just like, you know, just stop. You're full of, it, she was really full of shit and it really bothered me because, you know, if you're in the show and you're playing the game, then play the fucking game. Don't suddenly become lofty because somebody else actually was loftier for a different reason. I feel like Shangela really nailed it. And it, oh, in, in, in Shangela's mindset of her being Daenerys Targaryen, BB is fucking Cersei. Well, except Cersei would have sent everybody home because only Cersei matters and they all can be dead. But well, yeah, BB I, I doesn't have, have that power. No. <laughs> no, but you look at them, yeah. you look at them, BB is very much like, well, I am just here. I have, I am consistent. I will reign supreme again. So she's got that mindset. Yeah. BB is Cersei uh, season one where she's like still trying to like act like she's, you know, good. Yeah. She's not completely batshit crazy yet. Yeah. <laughs> She hasn't burnt down the the studio yet, so I guess we're safe. Um, For the moment, yeah. Yeah, so we went through all of that, and everybody kind of, like, being shook from, and and personally, I don't like using that particular phrase, but I will use it because they did. They were all shook um, about this, and then they decided, okay, well, now we've got to go back to the show. And they're in the workroom, and suddenly then it was time for a public service announcement from Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my <laughs> God, that, could that have been more awkward? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I love Nancy Pelosi. I knew that she was going to be on the show, but I thought she was either going to judge or she was going to be part of some particular challenge. And instead, it was just Rue coming in and giving us a PSA on voting and democracy. And, and it was so, it was, <clears throat> just, it was so ham-fisted. Yeah, yeah I, it was just like, you know, I know, yeah, you know, I appreciate the sentiment, but it was like using an, ad, you know, use, using a, you know, a sledgehammer to get it through people's heads. And it's just like, uh, maybe well, not the best you know, approach to it. Considering all of the political trouble Rue has gotten in in the last week, this couldn't have come at a better time for her. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, and, and Pelosi is somebody who is has always been um, a very strong advocate for LGBT oh, rights. Yes. I mean, she's she's from the San Francisco Bay Area. You know, she's so at least it was somebody that was good. It was not somebody that was like, why are you pushing this person? But it was just it was really weird. And like I said, having heard she was going to be on previously, I it thought they were going to have to do either something political, like when they ran for president or to do some kind of, you know, actual PSA mm-hmm. or 
some kind of new show, anything. Right. And it's just like, hi, this is Nancy Pelosi. Vote, vote, vote. This is Nancy Pelosi. Isn't she awesome? Okay, bye. It was <laughs> it was like the Lisa Kudrow cameo. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't understand what the point of people in. Yeah. Unless there was a mini challenge that we missed. Because there was Possibly, no yeah. Like, yeah, but it just seemed like she like sort of came in and blew back out again. And then we, you know, were going to the maxi challenge for the week which was the my best squirrel friends drag maids wedding, wedding trip. trip and it's like oh oh that's so awkward yeah i mean and i i don't honestly i didn't like this challenge i know what rue wanted to do and i mean even when people were good at it i just felt like somehow you know doing the lofty oh we're all going to be you know famous actors actresses in roles mixed with stuff like you know wedding trip and bridesmaids and all those like really gross comedies that i personally don't like i didn't think it really worked well and i don't know why or not but just for me i just thought it was a mess well i worked well it worked well on paper i suppose (laughs) yeah i know i keep on comparing all stars three to all stars two a lot but I mean, there are a lot of comparisons that can be drawn. And this was basically their version of the drag sequels, which worked really well because they picked movies that with very strong, you know, they were female movies or they were like very queer based movies um, and, and, you know, iconic things that that worked really well and they were able to send it up better. But it almost feels like, well, one, they were it was all in a comedy. Like everything that they did for the sequels was they were serious movies. And it's always hard to make fun of comedies because it's like a right. hat on a hat. Um, yeah. So yeah, this was kind of like doomed from the start. And also it, it feels really late in the season to be doing this. Like this episode in any other season yeah. would be the makeover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it was a hot mess, and I i mean, it, you're right, because it's like, how do you parody something like Bridesmaids? You know, great, so you, you have them fart instead of having them crapping in the street, or crapping in a sink. I mean, where, is that laugh riots? I don't know. It just, I, it, it probably did sound really good on paper over a lot of drinks, and it yeah, just didn't exactly. quite... I also think that this entire episode is handicapped by the shorter format because we've had it's been incredibly inconsistent as to whether or not they're 90 minute or an hour episodes yeah. right and, and the hour episodes are like the cliff notes version of, of drag race you see a little bit of the challenge yeah. you see a little bit of the runway and then you see all the all, all the angst and discussion it's like it's, this is stuff that the angst and discussion you would see in untucked and it's like they're trying to combine the two and it's like but I don't want so much untucked in the actual episode exactly so, yeah I want to see the challenge. I wanted to see more of Ross working with people. But the first part of the challenge was actually Morgan picking the roles for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, I mean, um, what Morgan's choices were BB as the queen. Yeah, and BB did, like, why am I the queen? I don't get it. And it's like, because you're so standoffish. Hello. That was actually, you know, if BB was not putting it on, and I don't think she was, that was actually no, she wasn't. one of the funnier moments of this episode because she's absolutely clueless about who and what she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and unfortunately, she, I think BB. Bibi may have a sense of humor, but we never really see it on screen. Yeah. So this like completely went over her head. Um, yeah. Shangela as Octavia. So it was a combination of Octavia Spencer's characters in Hidden Figures and also The Help. Right. Um, which I mean was which is like perfect for Shangela, but I don't think there was a role that Shangela couldn't have done in this. Well, no. 
Yeah, uh, Trixie was uh, Sharon Frockovich, so kind of a take on Aaron Brockovich. Uh, right. Kennedy was Lala, which was uh, Emma Stone's character from La La Land. And Morgan picked the beige swan, which, of course, was Natalie Portman, you know, as, as the ballerina. So those were Morgan's picks. And I'm just curious what, like, what we would have, who we would have picked for which roles instead, because it just felt like Morgan, I mean, Trixie was right. Trixie, like, asked and said, look, I really want to do the musical theater. And then she wound up in the Aaron Brockovich role, which actually I think she was good in. She salvaged that. She's totally salvaged that. Yeah. Well, I would have kept, if if we're doing it without trying to, like, sabotage anybody, because, I mean, that's the thing. Also, you got to be very calculating if you're in, in Morgan's right. place but if you right. if you're actually actually doing it for like a dream casting then BB should be the queen because that is the role that fits BB yeah right Morgan should have been Sharon right yeah Trixie should have been Lala Kennedy yeah. should have been the beige swan and Shangela should have still been Octavia yeah right which is exactly I, I've written down mine and that's exactly what I was thinking too I mean it just because I, I think I mean part of the problem here was that like Kennedy just didn't get the role she was supposed to be in. I mean, she was not the young ingenue, you know, dancing around and singing. I mean, she even had words. She could have made up her own tunes and that would have gone a yeah. long way. I just. Yeah, uh, she, it said she had all this kung fu pow. And yeah, she like, was suddenly turning into Foxy. Um, she was like, was it Fo- Foxy Brown, is it, from uh, Gold Member? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah Foxy yeah. Cleopatra. Yeah. The Foxy Cleopatra because it's like Shazam, like yeah. what? Yeah, um, <laughs> like yeah. But, but I, I have to say her 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 dress was lovely. It was a perfect dress for the character. The hair was perfect. She Kennedy just didn't know, not know how to work with the hair because she kept having to pull it out of her face. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the wigs were all from Rockstar wigs, and I was actually wondering about because it was amazing that they suddenly had outfits that all fit them so perfectly for the role. So I, I was wondering if, like, if there's like costumes actually were there for the making or for the having already, or whether they were told they had to bring things. I mean, that was just one of those weird like, how did they decide? You know, how, how did they get costumes that all worked so well for the cat? Yeah, I was just thinking that myself. Well, we've been, yeah. well that, that's been the question all season. Yeah, because we, we don't see anybody, you know, hardly see anyone working on costumes. There's only one episode where anybody worked on costumes. Yeah. And it's just like, well, everybody, everybody was given a list ahead of time? Well, we know, we know with certain things that they're giving, given a list ahead of time. But for this, when the roles are assigned randomly, then it becomes a little stickier because the other ones, yeah, like yeah. for the Bitchler and stuff, they were all they were pre-assigned those roles. Um, and the same thing with the Divas Live. That that was Rue gave them what their parts were. So probably when they were given their list of here are the things that might be challenges, they were told bring costumes like this. Yeah, yeah. this one just seemed odd because, like I said, you know, it was supposedly random, but everybody had the the things that worked perfectly and then they were sort of like not quite screen accurate but they were close enough that they matched so I, i'm just wondering if there were actually costumes available from the show and just like whoever got the role got stuff possibly that fit them. well i i, I, th- I yeah. think the costumes for the most part would have been interchangeable the exception of shangela who's smaller than everybody and right. so whatever shangela got would probably have to have been pinned mm-hmm. or something just to fit her better yeah so we we had the actual um yeah we had ross there right yes and 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 we had the actual filming of it and the one thing with bb that drove me crazy is um i mean you know bb was playing the queen so like 
kind of low key. And all I could think of was somebody like Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Yes. And the way he always played the queen, which was absolutely note perfect, voice perfect, but was funny as fucking hell. Yeah, that's exactly what BB should have done. And that's, I think, what yeah. uh, they were they were going, what Barras was going for. I actually, I just saw that they've released Kids in the Hall, the complete series. I so oh, baby, need to get I need that. This. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Canadian. Um, but yeah, BB yeah. was based. She was playing BB. Yeah, it was she, awful. She, she's BB. She wasn't any other character. Well, BB is never any other character, but BB. Mm-hmm. She she can sort of kind of eke out Dinah Ross if she's lip syncing. Yeah, because she gets the hair bounce and that she can yeah. get the physicality, but. Her queen was awful. I mean, I was thinking, like, even if you started playing it at, like, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. it would have been okay. It's just like, you know, what was she doing? And then later the argument that, well, you know, using an accent is, like, some kind of insult to the person. Like, you were handed a role. What were you supposed to do? If you had been given Octavia, would you, instead of being, you know, the sassy southern maid slash rocket scientist, would you still be BB from Cameroon? It's well, yes, of drag. <laughs> It's yeah. drag race. They did an entire challenge based off John Waters, so they love their right. divine. But then, as we found out, BB might not have watched Drag Race, so we don't know actually what BB, you know, like thinks uh, drag race performances actually are. I'm so disappointed because I really defended bringing BB onto the season, <laughs> saying I want to see BB be able to do more than they did in season one. And since agree, and now that we are seeing BB. Uh, in things outside of season one, it's like, oh, so BB can't actually do anything outside of season one. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which is actually depressing because I'm sure there were other season. Well, you know, we know that Anjana was actually asked to come back, but she couldn't because there was an injury. But I'm thinking of like other people, whether, well, Chanel did stuff, I guess, in um, All Stars 1, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, so. there, are, there are people who actually could do it. And BB is, if anything, I feel like this is tarnishing her win even it in her season because it's proving she's just kind of like maybe two notes and no more than that. And it's a shame. Whereas Trixie, I mean, Trixie was like very reluctant and dug her heels in and was very unhappy that she didn't get the role she wanted. But I think she was awesome as Erin. Frockovich, sorry, yeah. Sharon Frockovich. Yeah, she was she was amazing. Like the thing is, she got the role that she didn't want, and instead of bitching and moaning about it, she's like, "Okay, you know what? I am going to make this role the best I can," and she nailed it. She totally made lemonade out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she used the props, whether it was like you know moving her hair out of her face with the baby doll's hand, oh, that was awesome. or throwing phones, or she just like. And I'm, that's one of the things I wish we had seen more of. I'd love to have seen more of the outtakes, or just more of the filming as it went on, because we didn't get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because Trixie blew me away. I thought she was really funny, and you know it was like the opposite. It was it uh, Nina uh, Bonina Brown last season when they were doing the Kardashian mm-hmm. send up, and she didn't get the Black China role, so she was just like pissy and, and, and refused to play the game yeah. whereas Trixie ran with it and, and, and props to Trixie because I thought she was great and I know she didn't want to wear a brown wig but I thought she looked great in the brown she wig did. and a slight change in her ma- makeup and that's what I keep like catching about with, with Trixie I yeah. like it when she actually starts pushing herself out of that little Trixie physical yeah. physicality box yeah. we, we didn't uh, talk about Shangela at all and I have to, and I think right. part of the reason why we haven't is because Shangela is so good she's so consistent it's like she and like Ross said that he didn't have to give her any notes and that's because Shangela is just she was I mean Trixie was hilarious but Shangela was the glue holding that scene together yeah j- just sit back and watch the show 
We granted Shangela got the role that she wanted, but she just like re- grabbed it and ran with it because she knew what she was doing, oh. you know, and the fact that she was able to go from like, you know, the sassy maid with the pie to suddenly being, you know, Katherine Johnson from uh, Hidden Figures or whichever character it was. She just, she was really, really mm-hmm. good. And yeah, she, she, it's almost like it's one of those things like she was the tent pole of all this. We don't sort of notice her, but she was the one that was keeping everything up yeah. and not crashing down around them. We, we talked a little about Kennedy yeah. and then Morgan, I don't know what Morgan thought she was doing. What the hell? <laughs> I have to defend Morgan. She is right. Swans do hiss. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I, I I know, but, you know, she she chose the well, most specifically because she she said she was crazy and so she, yeah. so because she was crazy in real life, you know, she could do this role, but she didn't realize that if you're crazy in real life, that does not necessarily translate to being crazy on screen. Right. And I don't think she she came off being that crazy. No. Here's the thing. I, they When when she came in, and Ross wanted her to be a falcon. She wanted her to go, ah! <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Ross wanted. Just wanted this big, just like... And, and actually, if you go and watch The Pit Stop... Alaska does her impersonation of what Morgan should have done, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> because Alaska gets it. Out. Yeah. Alaska could be the beige, beige swan. Yeah, I mean, Morgan just like, it's like, you may be crazy in real life, but she wasn't embodying it on screen. I mean, as much as, you know, we talked about Milk in The Bitchler being like too crazy and too over the top, that was more of the performance I think they were looking for in something like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and- absolutely. And she wasn't me. I mean, I, you know, I, I saw the Black Swan like years ago and I don't quite remember a lot about it because I wasn't that crazy about it. But um, it was one of those things where I was like, I wanted her to be more in people's faces or messing with them or doing something. And said she was just kind of wandering around quacking, like, you know, and, and not in sync with anybody else. That's why I think she needed to be a falcon. She needed to be like incredibly aggro and just like attacking everybody and just yeah. really mean. Because, I mean, like, Black Swan is all about Natalie Portman is getting so into the character of being the Black Swan that she unhinges. She goes completely crazy. Yeah, and it just, I mean, part of it it may have been the script, too, but it just seems like Morgan missed it by a mile also, which is unfortunate. She shouldn't have played it to begin with. Yeah, and I think, I mean, part of the problem was, as you pointed out, is from the moment she got back in the show, it was immediately like, oh, my God, there's a curse on anybody that returns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we go. they wind up going at the end of this the, the show anyway. So I don't want to do this. And then she wound up doing it because she got so in her head yeah. about it. Yeah. And I mean, it just in terms of criticism, this entire episode, as we said, it was short. I almost feel like, why did we even bother with the reveal this year at all? Because it's just like, she came been, you know, she was been done and gone, came back, left. And I just feel like this episode was just so extraneous and so pointless. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, it was pretty much like place filler. Yeah. Like, in a way it, it didn't really add anything to the whole competition at all. Yeah. I almost feel like, was everybody so shell shocked from Dale leaving that they kind of didn't, they just kind of rushed through this episode because they couldn't deal. I it just, I don't know. There was something really off about it. And then also it felt rushed and like, let's just sweep this under the rug well, and move on. It seemed like they spent a lot, like a huge, like Ren said, they spent a huge chunk of time, like at least 10 minutes, pro- possibly more, talking about what happened with Thela and all of these issues, issues, issues. And then they spend like this huge amount of time, like deliberating. And so that the actual, like, competition part of the episode is so abbreviated that you 
like see maybe two minutes of them actually doing yeah. any like rehearsals or anything. You don't see them getting dressed for it. And when they even when they do the runway, you don't see them walk the entire runway. You just see a split screen. Yeah, and that was rushed too. I mean, the the runway was red for filth, and I I, I mean I wanted to see more of that because everybody's. You know, those were actually really, really nice runway looks, I think, for everybody. And we got everything kind of rushed through. Because it was so short of an episode, I think they just had, they decided, okay, well, no one cares about the competition. They just want the drama. And they just wanted the drama. And so we didn't get a chance to actually see the whole runway or see the whole um, filming of the the, uh, movie thingy. And that kind of ruined it all because it was like very much cliff notes. And you know, here's five minutes. Here's five minutes of drag race, and here's five minutes of commercials, mm-hmm. and here's five minutes of drag race, and here's five minutes of commercials. And it was just driving me insane. Yeah, because it's just like it was too much advertisement versus not enough content. Yeah. Right, and then when you did have content, most of it was just drama and angst. And yeah, I wanted to see the damn costumes, and I wanted to see more of the damn. Runners. I mean, I don't know if yeah. we're outliers in terms of drag race fans. If there's a lot of drag race fans who are more about the drama the interpersonal relationships with the queens and we i mean like i was joking the other day that we're we're not just you know three women of a certain age we're three costumers so when we come into something like drag race we're all about the the costumes and the performances because that is our particular interest so so i none of us are here for any of the drama i mean it's okay and untucked because that's what untucked is you expect it right. from that but this yeah and, the, and you live for it in, in untucked but having it take up so much of the actual episode itself not so much yeah no. right and i'm always wondering if it's because they switched to vh1 because i mean there there are reality shows which are the one kind of things that i don't watch which are all drama 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 like whether it's the kardashians or whether it's a real housewives of narnia or um (laughs) (laughs) you know or you know whatever this words are you know what in like real world or uh that kind of stuff i mean when i watched real world my favorite real world season was london because it was the least amount of drama and the more just like learning about the people living in the house and what have you when it was just like okay every five minutes somebody's fighting with somebody and there's all like you know this over the top and somebody's drunk and somebody's threatening suicide i don't care that's not when i'm watching a competition reality show i want to see the competition i want to see what what why people are supposedly being brought onto the show for and why they're being voted off or what the judges are saying about it and actually feeling like I know what the judges are actually referring to, not, oh, there's this blur on the screen. Oh, we didn't like this or that. What I didn't see it because they just zoomed in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if it's VH1 versus Logo um, and that VH1 thinks that the more interpersonal drama, what blah, 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 is what the audience wants to see these days. Well, I don't know. no, I think it's just the fact that there was no one talked. Yeah. Because the, you know, they, even, you know, in season nine, they, they took a lot of that drama and they, and they threw it on into Untucked. And granted, it was just on the internet, but it was not part of the actual storyline of the episode. Yeah. So I think that they were too cheap to do Untucked. And so they had to throw, they had to throw this drama in for the people who liked the drama, and, and that made the actual costuming, the actual competition, suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as we said, you know, the... the the inconsistency of how long an episode is and who decided why why is it 60 minutes one week and then 90 minutes 90 minutes and 60 minutes and 90 minutes especially when we're getting towards the end where i would like to see 90 minutes worth because that would have at least if you're going to throw the extra drama in there and the extra untucked-esque portion of it then give us the full hour of the normal show plus the extra yeah there 
Yeah, what little we saw of the runway. Uh, well, yeah. I think before that, uh, one thing that I would like to mention is when they were getting ready, they um, Kennedy talking about uh, the fans right. uh, coming, not coming to see her for a meet and greet or coming, you know, as an afterthought after seeing all of these other things i felt really that was like the first time i felt really bad for kennedy because i can understand that happening but then also kennedy's as dull as cold porridge i'm sorry yeah she she yeah she's not she's not an interesting queen no yeah, and I felt badly for her, too, because I, I understand that feeling very well in interpersonal situations, too. Or, but it, it's it's really sad. It's like, you know, maybe this will get more people. And I think maybe that's why she got brought back on the show, too, just to kind of give her more visibility. Yeah. And the sad thing is she's got a lot of talents, but somehow in terms of the competition, they're not quite gelling. I mean, I don't, I've never seen her at a live show, so maybe she's, like, absolutely awesome and people are missing out. And I'm not going to give her, you know, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt, but on drag race she's kind of just not there does kennedy do i mean i know she's really a pageant queen and i mean that certainly comes off in in how she performs uh and, but i think part of the problem is her talking heads are just so dull she's you know she's grumpy grandpa <laughs> seriously yeah. um but yeah um and uh the conversation about uh, bb being bougie bb's bougie yeah. Oh, she's totally bougie. Very bougie. I mean, well, Shangela is a really, I have to say, Shangela is an extremely good um, judgment, judge of character. And, you know, when she says something, even if it's in jest, you know there's a kernel of truth behind it. She's very, very sharp when it comes yeah. to people. So, yes. Um, and also the, the discussion I thought between Trixie, um, Trixie talking about like her, her interactions with Adam Lambert. And the fact that, you know, she considers herself, well, she's just like a boring white dude who doesn't like hugs. And she kind of saves all her energy for, for live shows. Um, I didn't get the, I didn't feel like she was standoffish. I, I wonder if she's just like shy or just not that outgoing when she's not Trixie. She has, know, which happens. She has a very deadpan personality. And I think sometimes that that can translate as being standoffish. And certainly yeah. I know what that's like because I can be like that a lot. And I don't know if people you know, are afraid to come up to me because of that if they think that, you know, I don't want to talk to people. So I, I, I identify with that. Yeah, and Kennedy did make me sad. Um, then when Rue came out, um, I just made a note of what the hell was Rue wearing. Oh my that, god, that burned my eyes! That it dress was, was a so, bunchy it was mess. So like, it was so neon red. And it's like, okay, maybe this is an early clue to season 10, which is all neon in their promos, but it's still... It hurt my brain, and when I saw it first time, um, you know, when I watched it the first time on my on my like my large screen TV, I'm like, well, maybe I've got the colors adjust misadjusted. But when I watched it on the iPad, it was the same colors. I'm like, oh my god, this is burning. It hurts. Was it See, red? I just thought that the I thought it was it was a neon red. I thought it was orange. Yeah, I thought it was, it was orange. To me, the problem was that it was really bunchy and ill fitting. Uh, I just didn't think it really looked good on oh i couldn't get pat i couldn't even notice the fitting because it, it, <laughs> because the color was just like i'm going to hurt your eyes now you know yeah i just it just seemed like a weird fit on top of that and i mean some people were like gushing about it including uh, uh garcia bovet and i was just like what are you talking about it's awful well, they were reading the cue cards that's true <laughs> yeah yeah Duh, sorry, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so the runway look, it must have been red-ish, because I have a feeling Rue was going with the theme, which is red. Yeah, well, Rue sometimes goes for the theme and sometimes not. I do notice Michelle seems to be the one who really goes for the theme. Oh, yeah, she was red, red, red. I do have to say, I mean, this is a really small complaint, and I'm not trying to body shame anyone. And certainly she spent a lot of money on those things, so she wants to show them off. (laughs) But I really hate when Michelle is wearing whatever solo cut that we can see her tattoo. It's just for me, it's like, I know you're from New Jersey, but you have to be that cheap. (laughs) Well, as somebody who's, you know, Built somewhat like Michelle, but not nearly as thin. I, I kind of get why she does it, but yeah, sometimes it's like you know what the girls look better when you put them away. And I, I didn't like Michelle's hair. I just thought mm. like the parted in the middle, like flat hair, just kind of didn't do anything. It just for doesn't her. look usually for her now. Yeah, I mean it's a very share hair look, but that it's not that flattering on her face. But. So are we ready for the runway? <laughs> yes, I think oh, so. Yes. The first up was Bibi, who my immediate thought was, oh, look, she's Ornacia meets Valentina. Um, uh, I was saying with, with Kennedy thrown in there, too. Um, I was, yeah. who was it that glued the stuff to their face? Like, he's... That was Bibi. No. Yeah, she was doing all the right... She stoned her face. No, um, uh, in season nine, um... Uh, for oh, the club oh, kid. Nina Bonina. Was it Nina, Nina Bonina. Bonina who did that? Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's who I was I was thinking that it was Ornation meets Nina Bonina Brown. Yeah, I think it was just because it was all red and the fact that she was wearing a mask yeah. was why yeah. the Valentina thing kind of came in. Yeah, and apparently she, she took the mask off at some point, but we didn't see her taking it off. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, because we just rushed through it. Um, I, I thought that Bibi, the fact that she actually had like done all the, the, the rhinestone work on her face, I thought that looked beautiful. Her makeup looked beautiful. It was a really beautiful look. It was just kind of there. I thought it, it was, was a it was fun different. look. I thought it was different for Bibi. It was something that we hadn't seen from her before. I, do, I would have liked to have seen the mask come off on the actual show rather than obviously the judges saw it come off but we didn't so yeah 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 because again cliff notes i'm wondering if they now have a requirement to you know like make sure yes you have to be able to take off your mask (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the valentina rule yes (laughs) yeah unless there's some specific uh you know part of the costume or part of the the challenge where it's supposed to be masked you know or you're dressed as a giant chicken or something um like Kennedy tends to do. Um, but yeah, it has to come off with the lip sync. Yeah, I, I thought the BB looked really good. Um, next came Kennedy, and I really like Kennedy's look. I, I made a note of Pearl Bailey as like Dolly uh, so yeah, def- Definitely, definitely Hello Dolly vibe to it. Absolutely. You know, coming down that staircase, you know, for the signature tune, yeah. Yeah, and um, I thought she looked, and it was also very different for Kennedy because it wasn't just bodysuit and, you know, thigh-high boots or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she looked really fabulous. It was it was a very nice look. I thought, I thought she looked beautiful, but here is my thing. Kennedy has two modes. She has bodysuit and she has pageant queen, and this right, was yeah. pageant queen. She looked beautiful, yeah. but it was boring, and this is top five. I just think that she needed to take it one step further further yeah like but i think that's true of kennedy most of the season yeah like i would yeah. Like, yeah, i would have actually have been more okay with this in like the top three scenario when they're you know uh i would i don't think she's getting to top three but um but when you know they're wearing like their most beautiful outfit she looked beautiful but that was kind of it and like even 
it didn't feel as red as everybody else's, even though it was red. So. Yeah, well, there was, I think it was more like there was a slight burgundy tone yeah. to it as compared to some of the other. Um, I Morgan came out and I put down. It was like it, to me, it looked like Brigadoon on acid. Oh, absolutely! It was. It was, it was yeah, she 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 met the qualification. It was red for filth. She was wearing red, and it was filthy, but in a good way. And it was very much like you know a slutty Brigadoon. Huh. Yeah, and I, I know Michelle said meet me in St. Louis, but no, it was Brigadoon. It was totally Brigadoon, you know, and 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 I like the victory rolls in her hair. I, the only oh, thing, yeah. that, the only thing that bothered me a little bit, and that's just personal choices, like where her eye makeup, I wanted something like liner underneath because I, it just was really like powerful on top, and it just but then her, the bottom of half of her face got a little bit mm-hmm. washed out until you got to her lips. Yeah, so. yeah. But I loved this outfit on Morgan. Like this was, I, I don't want to say it was my favorite outfit, but it was might have been one of my favorite outfits, and certainly probably in my top five of the season yeah and like she's showing off her scottish heritage because as she mentioned in her elimination video she was really happy that she was able to wear this because not a lot of people know she's act was actually born in scotland like it's not just a i knew that scottish yeah. um, heritage i did uh, not know that and i yeah. i did see where michelle was coming from like not so much the actual outfit but the hair and everything she did look like judy garland from meet me in st louis um and the flashing of the judges was so cheeky and so fitting uh, yeah. for uh, for Scottish and then doing the little Scottish jig. It's just fun. Yeah, I thought Morgan like showed more personality than I think we've seen a lot of the time. It was just because like, she, she was being playful rather than just being bitchy Morgan, which is like kind of her brand, mm-hmm. which is fine. But yeah. here, yeah, there was a lot more play and it was a shame that we didn't see more of this, you know, in the first episode. Maybe she, if there had been more playful and less like anger or whatever we would have she would have gone farther mm-hmm. so um then i sh- my note on shangela was uh christmas invasion part two. <laughs> oh yeah uh, <laughs> and i love the fact that the damn thing like inflated and that was and, awesome you know, that was just a wild wild look and it was great because it was really weird. it was so fun it's like this uh i mean the dress looked good both when it was inflated and deflated which is really hard to do so oh, yeah. I give her yeah. credit for that. For this was like a two-in-one look, and it like really worked, and both being very impressive, and just the effect of it. And I'm wondering like what kind of pump system that she got to be able to inflate it that you can't really see. Yeah, it. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. How did you manage that? What was the tech behind it? Why can't we see the tech behind it? Yeah, I wanted. I mean, I would love to. You know, aside from untucked, I would really sometimes love to like just have a very there video series of people talking with their designers and like what the impetus was by what they did how did they do this how did they do that you know was it an easy construct i mean just the whole like you know behind the scenes look of every single you know like amazing look that queens have pulled out because i just think it's great and i'm fascinated by that just as a costumer and from somebody who loves theater because Mm -hmm. this was just amazing shangela like so deserved this and um then trixie literally was red and red for Feld, and I loved it. I thought this was like one of Trixie's cutest, funniest looks. Oh, it was, it, it was. Yeah. yeah, my favorite Trixie look of all time. Honestly, this was. She looked beautiful, fun. It fit the challenge, and I think this is another one that is in my top five of the season. And this was a great look for yeah. her. Her hips and ass looked so good in those pants, and oh, she was well padded. Yeah. yeah and it's hard to look good in like a latex, you know, uh, leader. Ho- it's not even leader hosing because it's too short. But there wasn't even a body stocking. I mean, what do you call that? The the 
the thing she was wearing over the thing. It just like it would have been a jumper if it had a skirt. Yeah. But um, yeah, but whatever it was, yeah. it's hard to look good in latex. Period. Yeah. And, and yeah. she just looked. Amazing. And I thought the makeup was also better than it has yes. been. It was yeah. a little yes. softer. And, and I and I think also like the last two weeks because um, I said the same thing with Kitty Girl. I like the fact I like the look behind the glasses. I think that's actually a really that works for her, yeah. um, especially with the exaggerated makeup. Yeah. And I love the fact that it was the double pun of red and red. Mm-hmm. You know, in the books and the wig, just everything was like this was like really like Trixie at hundred yeah, percent, definitely. Um, so um, definitely, you know, a win for the two people who were who did win totally deserved it. But then we got to see the trailer for the film, and as we said, it was like too short. Yeah, I don't know if that was supposed to be the final project product, or if we were supposed to see more scenes i don't know the whole thing i don't like, know like at this mess. point i kind of don't care it's like my from what i saw my opinions haven't changed on anybody it's like yeah 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 it just was it was a mess again and i'm sorry we didn't get to see more of it um and then we got to the uh critiques and what the judges were saying and that's when we got into the like bb why didn't you do your thing and she got very defensive about doing an accent is rude well, well, baby, was baby is just always very set, and this is how I do things, and this is how things are done, and I am the queen, and I will do the things this way, and you do not question that because I am the queen. Baby's uh, not worried about offending anybody. Baby's worried about embarrassing herself. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of the, I mean, I, granted, not necessarily pageant queens, but at least like in the world of comedy queens and and theatrical queens. I mean, that's half the fun of it is to be like so outrageous and to be so ridiculous that you, you're embarrassing yourself, but in a good way, and you know, and just like pushing the envelope. And BB never wants to push well, the envelope. Remember in season five when they were doing the telenovelas and um, Jinx was doing her accent, and the director said you're coming off as more Italian, and her only Jinx's only comment was, "Have I been Italian?" this whole time (laughs) it's like yeah you just gotta roll with it and the thing is yes you have to be over the top because you're a fucking drag queen you're just supposed to just revel in just this ridiculous situation when you're asked to play the queen of fucking england farting and 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 just like being crazy and yeah like i said we wanted i wanted scott thompson's queen i wanted mrs doubtfire i wanted anything but Yet another BB, Zahara, Benet, Regal, whatever. I almost feel like this, more than her not knowing who Ornacia is, is a sign that she has not watched Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Because she does not understand that this is what it has evolved into, where you have to be absolutely over the top and not playing yourself all of the time. And just like this little, you know, ooh, I'm, you know... You know, I'm I'm BB, you know, the queen. And why is everybody calling me the queen? Mother. Yeah, Mother. right. And I mean, if you think of Rue, I mean, Rue could be serious when Rue wants to be. But the character of Rue Paul, the Glamazon, is like over the top. It's, you know, seven foot tall motherfucker and absolutely, you know, in, in a giant wig and giant heels and just being completely over the top. And yeah. even in a regal way, mm-hmm. you know, Rue Paul, the, the, the drag character. It's always been a smart ass and everything else. It's funny, mm-hmm. you know, and it's BB just does not grasp what drag is anymore. Or and drag races a- yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can't even say it's, you know, cultural differences because this is not, you know, she's been in the country for a very long time. I think she lives somewhere, I want to say Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, well, you know, New, it's not well, like New York, too, because yeah. you know, her Kickstarter for her documentary is her in New York. So, yeah. And this is, and it's definitely not New York drag anymore. It's just no. like. 
it's just a shame, but yeah, I, I think it came out very much so when she didn't later on when we find out she does not know who or what Ornacia is, and it's like that's one of like the memes of like Drag Race these days. How do you you know why have you not watched this? Even if you didn't watch it, if you're going on All Stars three, you should have watched past seasons, even if it's just like highlights to figure out what's going on, who you're up against, what how's it changed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you should know who Ornacia is. You should know. Go back to Party City where you belong. Yeah, yeah. rigor mortis, back rolls. I yeah, mean, you know all the all the buzzwords. Yeah, and not today, Satan. Not today. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just yeah. Me. No. Um, Drag Race is an incredibly memeable show. I've only been watching Drag Race for I think at this point probably like nine months. And there was stuff that I knew before I watched it. Like, I knew Not Today, Satan, like, long before, you know, I, I watched the show. So, I mean, like, it's part of the culture. And this is part of your culture. This is, you are the the first queen of this, you know, program. You should know this kind of stuff. I'm not saying that you have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of it, like Raven or Alaska do. It should be at least, least you know, vaguely know what's going on. Exactly. Right. And it's not like BB doesn't do shows, I think, or, or or DragCon. You know, she's been around in and around these people to at least some extent. She should have picked up something. Yeah. And it's, it's very frustrating. You know, I'm, you know, you go on the internet and maybe BB is not on the internet that much, but there are a lot of memes. Like people just use GIFs of like Rue from the judging for all sorts of commentary. And I think half the time people don't even know what the original context was. But oh, yeah, they have Rue like. On my Star Wars Tumblr, like half of the GIFs that I use on that are from fucking Drag Race. Like my favorite one is for when I'm talking about like Kylo Ren and Rey and I just post Alyssa and it says, the thirst is real, but the heart is realer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, you know drag race has become such a, a touchstone of current pop culture you don't even have to watch the show to know it and if you're as you said if you're part of that culture and bb should be and is then you should be more aware of what's going on and not just like in your own little box bb is sounding more and more like milk to me yeah, yes. this very above everyone else, and I think we're kind of seeing BB is like, I have won this show before. I am not on the same level as you people. Why are you treating me like I'm on the same level as you? Well, if she was put in a, in a competition against other uh, season winners, like oh, I don't know, Jinx and. Uh, Bianca uh, and Bob and a few other people. BB would they'd wipe the floor with BB without. Oh God! I would love to see BB and Bianca together. I'd love to see (laughs) BB and Sharon (laughs) together. Oh, that could be some fun. Oh my God! Yeah, they would not have any time for that shit. Um, Yeah. So going back to the runway, so there was BB and BB was arguing with the judges that you know she was not taking in any of their criticism because she didn't need to. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Everybody agreed that Shangela was perfect because Shangela is Is perfect. 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 She's motherfucking Daenerys, mother of dragons, and. um, um, you know, hopefully she'll claim her crown next week. Um, then, um, as I, I made a note with Trixie again, like if she'd shown the kind of initiative she showed, like this week especially, all season, I think I would have been much more behind her for as 
like a winter, all-star winner. Yeah. But she's yeah. she's starting to catch up now, and I think she's really good, but this it, is not too, who she it's was. It's too late in the game, I think, for her to get yeah. forward, and we'll talk a bit more about this as we're, we're closing up. But um, honestly, yeah. I agree with every single judgment from the judges. It's like, oh, they yeah, nailed they, them. Kennedy's uh, nose. Kennedy's nose. Yeah. It's like that highlighter trail. Like, what? And again, Kennedy's somebody who's been around for a while. She's not like some ingenue. She should know better in terms of her makeup. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And she was just kind of blocked. Because we did have more workroom drama, though. Because that was when everybody like looked there and stunned because she didn't know who Ornacia was. And Shangela, like to me, like Shangela's best thing, the mannequin head girl, which is like Shangela's stun commentary, which is the best. But that's Shangela. She, oh. When she says stuff, it's just, you know, yeah. like I said, she, she cuts to the right to the court, I think so. they're so over... BB being there and actually in the elimination video I get the impression that Trixie might have had BB in her titty oh yeah interesting because uh Trixie did say you know it's like oh you know no more uh you know lipsticks we don't have the you know trouble we don't have to worry ourselves with picking people's names and then she leaned in and said of course now I can't get rid of BB oh oh Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I also wonder, I mean, we're never gonna know because BB is above it all, but I would like to know who BB was gonna send home. Yeah, I don't even yeah. care. You know, at this point. Yeah, I just I wanted her to go. Um yeah, so and you know, just everybody talking to everybody and um I don't know whether I thought that Shangela was right to ask Kennedy and like automatically decide she wasn't sending Kennedy home because she's a friend. I mean I understand Shangela has her strategy and she's been sticking with it all season. But I, that kind of bothered me, I think. It doesn't bother me because I think she had already made up her mind between Morgan and BB, and she needed somebody to talk to as to which one of them she should send home. Right. Uh, right. And I mean, like, part of it might be strategy because there is the whole thing of there's no way that Morgan is going to go top three. So if she had stayed right. around, then she'd be top four, but then she would have been eliminated by Rue. And Kennedy, I don't think, is going to be top three either. So there is a certain amount of strategy involved in it. So BB still has a chance because BB has done very well. So I think Daenerys needed some advice from uh, Tyrion. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I don't think Kennedy drinks and knows things. Um, I was almost going to say, I I was almost going to put Kennedy as like uh, Queen of Thorns, but I don't even think she's that like, sharp tongue yeah but but yes she needed some advice it's like am i going to be strategic in this and get rid of you know a competitor or am i going to get rid of the person who should go home who is also a friend because morgan and shangela perform at mickey's together a lot so yeah i think it was really hard right and we we know that morgan like you know subbed for shangela when shangela was away at at mickey's last week or two weeks ago so Right. I mean, I don't know. This was one of those things where, because I guess it still bugs me about, you know, Roxy from Last All Stars and just the shirt thing. So I'm always kind of like, you know, is it, are you in it all for yourself or is it, you know, am I going to save my friends if they're good or bad, you know, because they're my friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just a matter of strategy and, and where people's heads are. This is why I'd be bad at competition shows. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so then we had our lip sync and it was Trixie versus Shangela. Mm-hmm. And um, as the top two, and my note was, there's no question who else could have been there. It just had to be. Yes, it had to be those two. Yeah. There has been some controversy over Shangela's performance. Uh, um, 
the fact that she wore a fat suit. Um, in particular, Vicky Vox, who is, uh, I think, drag sister of um, uh, Detox. Um, right. Or drag daughter. I don't know how the relationship goes. But... Uh, drag relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, was uh, really um, unhappy with Shangela using a fat suit to basically make fun of fat people. Though, I didn't feel... I mean... I'm a, a fuller-figured woman, and I did not feel like Shangela was really making fun of fat people. No, I didn't take that at all. I mean, I'm, we're we're all fuller-figured women, and yeah, I just I just thought she was playing a character, and she was being goofy. And to me, the fact that the fat suit didn't even actually match her skin tone—it was like so cartoony and so over the top that it wasn't. Oh look, haha! Ha, I'm being like a gross fat person. It was just this is the kind of body I want to do because it's funny to be able to like twerk and, and and what have you while wearing this. And it was just like completely over the top. I, I didn't. I, other people said they were offended, and I, I, it was something I missed. So yeah, I was just thinking very much like you know, it, it, <clears throat> sort of like the next phase of, you know, Weird Al and his fat suit for yes, that. I yeah. can definitely see you that. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It, 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 it's perhaps, you know, fun, but not funny, not making fun of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and, and it's just showing the, you know, that even though you're large, you can still do some of the, the, these awesome moves and stuff like that and, have, and, and just sort of celebrate that you're this size and can do all these cool things. And that's how I interpret and it. And I actually thought Shangela, like, was more respectful than uh, Weird Al. Because, I mean, particularly in that, like, during that dance, there is p- points where, you know, he's, like, pretending to, like, catch his breath and stuff like that. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, I actually and, and, love. And eating a sandwich and stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I love that video. But Shangela was, it was a woman who is larger, but is completely comfortable with it and is just doing whatever. I honestly think Shangela probably would have been funny doing that exact performance even if she was not wearing the fat suit but wearing the fat suit was funny and i like what she did so yeah and it fit the the song yeah and i think she was she was also embodying i mean she starts out as kind of this like grandma you know in in the the house coat and and whatever and and very demure and then all of a sudden she's pulling it off and she's doing a strip tease and showing off like fake pasties and i just thought that was like you know grandma grandma's gone wild kind of thing grandma's got the free card yeah Oh, yeah. I, those were I fit the those weren't pasties. Those were those were supposed to be nipples. Uh, okay, um, so, well they were kind of they look sequined to me. What yeah, I well I, I think they were, but I think they were supposed to be sequined titties. Oh, okay. And a death drop in a fat suit is fucking everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, was and it? I thought the twerking and the fact that she was like grinding up against Trixie. I mean, just uh, she was like using the stage and using everything, her whole body, everything, and she she's a, just that kind of a performer. So I. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if people were offended because, but I don't see the events yeah. personally. I just, in this case. Meanwhile, Trixie was so boring. Like, she didn't do badly in the lip sync, but the outfit she chose was boring. She was in a pink, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, cat She suit. was back to being just like Trixie Mattel. With know, an Aja wig. Typical Trixie Mattel. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, like, how freaky the song is, I mean, it's like Freaky Money was the name, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, like, kind of, like, goofy. Like, I don't know why she was just kind of, like, she was very, very uptight and very, like, her body movements were very reserved. It just, it was weird. I, I just, I wanted her to go crazy, like, and Shangela was the opposite, yeah. so. Yeah. It was, it was, like, no way Trixie was yeah. doing that. Yeah, Shangela and it's not even that I mean Shangela is great at lip sync but I don't even feel like she was really being an assassin she was just no. you know having fun. she was having fun yeah. and yeah. it worked for her yeah like like I said yeah, earlier I mean, with with Bendela 
the best thing you can do is make Rue laugh. And there's been a bunch of songs this season that have really lent itself to making Rue laugh. And this in particular is one of them. And Trixie didn't go for it. Meanwhile, Shangela did. Right. And Trixie's supposed to be a comedy performance queen. And it's just like, there are a number of times that today included where she kind of just like missed the mm-hmm. mark. You, you know, you don't always have to be like serious country music, whatever. Go for it. Just just be absolutely ridiculous. Because that's the point yeah. of what, what we're doing. So... And then Shangela slayed and Shangela won handily and deserved mm-hmm. that win again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and Shangela chose Morgan, uh, but I give Morgan a lot of props because I thought her departure was really classy. I thought she took it very she well. She did. I liked her. I'm yeah. not Fifi. I'll hug everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think she had her back. I think she sort of knew, but like I said, the whole episode, she was kind of in this headspace of they might send me home, they might send me home, they might send me home because we always get sent home. And was it self-fulfilling prophecy or was it just kind of bad writing? I mean, I think it's also the fact that she had been away for basically the entire season. She only came back. She was there for episode one, then went away, got brought back and wasn't brought back because she had earned it, was brought back because, you know, Dela felt bad for her so i don't think that she felt that she earned her spot so she was very much at peace with leaving and i respect her for that um meanwhile if uh if you look at like um all stars 2 when like Alyssa came back Alyssa had only just left when she came back so like she didn't miss a beat she was in every single episode so the fact that she made top five you felt you were really angry that she did not stick around, but I don't think anybody wanted Morgan in top four. Yeah, and I I mean, I was just thinking just in general, like, did this revenge thing, I mean, I'm getting tired of the revenge because I think it's becoming very formulaic and that we know that usually the person who comes in just goes home again anyway. Right, Um, or or within two episodes if you're Trixie. Yeah, (laughs) so maybe, I mean, maybe it worked the first time or two, but now it just seems like, well, you know it's going to happen and you know how it's going to play out. And so why bother, yeah. Yeah, I, and also, or especially this late in the season, huh. it's just because, you know, Kennedy was right last week when it was like, wait a minute, we've all been busting our asses for like X amount of weeks, and we've been going through all this and, and sweating it out, and then somebody, like Morgan, you know, they left the first episode, and they're just going to swan, no pun intended, back in again mm-hmm. amongst us, and that kind of sucks yeah. too, so I I think they need to, the, the format needs to be shaken up, I don't know how, but I think the personally i think i'm over the the whole like return thing yeah me too in in later seasons they haven't done it quite as much as they used to like they did in season seven but i can't remember doing them doing that in season eight or season nine and yeah especially if it's somebody from that season it just kind of i'm over it yeah we need something new well but anyways we've got our top four we've got you know team kennedy team trixie team bb and team shangela and i don't think it's a surprise to anyone that we're all Team Shangela. Team Shangela! Shangela Laquifa Targaryen, first of her name, the box jumper, the breaker of chains, the wearer of corn, the unburnt, the death dropper, and the mother of drag queens. Khaleesi! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Khaleesi! Yeah. Um, and I should make a note just because I, I was keeping track of stuff on social media today. Both uh, Pandora and Bianca both came out as Team Shangela today. On, at least on Instagram, which is a big, big thing. I haven't seen anybody else saying anything either way. So. And also, uh, last night, like right after the show, 
uh, Team Shangela, hashtag Team Shangela was trending worldwide on Twitter. So Sweet, I think that's a big thing. amazing because, yeah, I was keeping track of just like comments on Instagram. And surprisingly, I guess Trixie has a lot of fans on Instagram. There was more likes on the RuPaul Drag Race official um, when they showed the picture and said, like, are you team blah, 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 blah. And each one, Trixie had more likes on Instagram per se. And, and I think Shangela was like in second. But I did not see that on Twitter. So that's actually very yeah, positive. She, and she really... was trending all night, like for, for a very long time. And also I did some math, which is like unbelievable. Like I never do math. <laughs> oh gosh. Math is hard. So, I mean, like they've often talked about like the drag race scoreboard, like how it actually yeah. works out. Um, and certainly like, while it's not like really a quantifiable thing, like sometimes it will come down to feelings. It does affect things. Like when you look at Alaska winning, Alaska had won the most challenges. You know, Sharon had won the most challenges on her season. You know, Jinx did incredibly well. I think had won the most. Bianca just kind of killed everyone. But so the way I quantified it is if you got into the bottom, you got zero. If you were safe, you got one. If you won, you got two. And if you had a lipstick win, it was three. So I actually, like, calculated it out. Shangela is in the lead with 11. BB has 9. Trixie has 7. And Kennedy has 5. Okay. Just to... I also figured it out for the queens who have left. Kennedy's tied with Aja. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, And and how how high up was Dayla? Dayla had 14. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. I mean, like... it. It really isn't a quantifiable thing, but just if you are actually going by the numbers, Shangela should be the, should get the crown. But, but there's the twist that they were showing in the previews where there's, um, in the workroom, there was an empty throne, right? And then there were the six queens who had left facing it. Hashtag called it. Ha- hashtag Oh, it's gonna be revenge, revenge of the of the, the of the revengers. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? You know, because like the authority does not want would not want Shangela to win that so at all. No. Yeah, but the thing is, we don't know what kind of input the, the this jury of their queers because that is the title of the right. episode. That's the title. We don't know what kind of input they are actually going to have. Like, are they going to be getting sure. rid of? Uh, are they going to be deciding who the top three is? Are, are they going to be consulting with Rue as to the um, antics of people behind the scenes? Uh, like, what is, like, do people, are they, um, we have in the past had the queens have to um, uh, fight for their, you know. Have to give a speech yeah. for, for why they should get it. Yeah. yeah, right. Is that what they're doing with this? Do they have to give a speech to these queens that they eliminated as to why they should be the ones to, say, to stay? Now, Shangela... No, no so I was going to say, if it's literally a jury, I mean, it could be that they have to, like, defend themselves as to why they deserve the crown and, you know, why they did what they did. We don't yeah. know. Shangela yeah. is disadvantaged in the fact that she won three times... And she won lipsticks three times. So yeah. she eliminated three of the queens that are there. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Trixie eliminated no one. And BB, the only person she eliminated was Chi Chi. Right. And who wanted to who go. Who wanted yeah, to go. So. so, and Kennedy, I think, eliminated... Well, who eliminated Aja? Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. BB eliminated Aja. And... But I think with the scoreboard, I think Kennedy has no shot at getting top 
three. I think we're... We can only help. When we were talking about numbers, I mean, as I said, at least on Instagram, it was kind of a shame. I mean, I felt badly when I was looking at, like, the, com- the number of comments. And I said, Trixie had the most. Shangela had the next amount. I don't remember exact numbers. Maybe he was, like, right behind Shangela. And I think there were, like, 9,000 likes on, on, you know, for Team Kennedy on their drag race page so i don't think the fan base is behind her either it's not like somebody's gonna they're gonna say oh, okay shangela's gotta go i mean i think there would be riots from a lot of the audience if shangela was yeah no three. i honestly think it's between shangela and trixie and no matter which one of them wins there's going to be hashtag justice for whichever one doesn't win right yeah, yeah. which i mean and i i we're all team shangela but it's honestly i mean it's, i like trixie and i think she's really pulled it out much more towards the end but she was abysmal at the beginning yeah. and yeah. i know like i said i've seen the, the conspiracy theory that trixie was you know the one that was anointed by rue and was supposed to win it all and somehow didn't she just like fell apart and ben shocked everybody by blowing everybody away and that's why ben left because it was some kind of conspiracy with rue to give trixie the crown and i, I don't uh, buy whatever. any of that but, i mean yeah, yeah. i've also it's- seen conspiracies that people don't want to piss shangela off because shangela does bookings for a lot of these queens because she now she does she has her own bit own booking business in addition to everything yeah. yes right. well but you know but it's not like she's abysmal and and they're gonna hand her something you know she's shangela has worked her ass off this year I, I this season i think she's just been incredible so if she wins except for perhaps the trixie fans it's not questionable it's yeah. not like sorry it's not another tyra sanchez where everybody's like oh, what yeah what the hell is going on here you know that's one of the reasons rue actually now asks the fans also what's going on because of stuff like Tyra where nobody wanted her and they were all for like Jujubee or, or Raven or what have you. Um, so I think fandom, the fans and, and social media do play a part yeah. too and who does take that in. And I mean, like, I mean, I think if you look back at BB, there were a lot of people who weren't happy that BB won the first time. A lot of people really wanted Nina Flowers to win. So yeah, right. uh, I think that if BB, I, yeah, it really comes down to Shangela and Trixie because otherwise I think there would be way too much of a backlash against things. Absolutely. Yeah, I think BB has not, you know, done enough to earn it. And I don't think she's ingratiated herself the same way that Trixie and Shangela have. And I'm sorry, Kennedy. Like, I like Kennedy, but she's got a very bad track record. And also, she doesn't have the same fan following. So... Right. And, and part of it, I mean, this season I wanted, I mean, I was really open. I mean, I had my favorites, but I always feel like if somebody like blows me away or surprises me, I'm more than happy to like support them or say, okay, they deserve it. Even if I don't love them as much as, you know, Queen X. And Kennedy keeps making mistakes. There's like, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, the wig last week, the, the purple wig last week, or like not grasping Lala this week. It's just, it's always or like the little she things. She didn't know what memes was. Mimi's. Yeah, well, There's Mimi's. 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 Well, it's just like, oh, girl. I really? at first thought she was making a Mimi on first joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought so that too. Mm. Yeah. And honestly, like, I would be sad if Trixie won because I really want Shangela to win. But if Trixie did win, then I'd be like, okay. I, I, I get it. So, I mean, she has yeah. impressed yeah, me Yeah, maybe enough. like, you know, kind of like how Val won season seven. Yeah, okay, I get it, but I don't like it. Yeah, you know? basically, yes. Right. Um, I felt the same way about bob the bob the drag queen i love bob i live for bob but it's like i kind of wanted kimchi to win 
So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, sometimes we just have our favorites and we truly love them. And we want them to go farther. But somebody who wins, at least you say, okay, they deserve it. They worked really hard. Exactly. They did a good, yeah. You can at least see why and where as compared to like somebody coming out of nowhere and just being like, did Rue just like throw it to them because Rue wanted them to win for whatever mm. reason? You know, and I think that would be a problem with BB just if BB won given like we're critiquing and I'm sure there are a lot of other people with critiques like she got softballed so much this season I don't Mm -hmm. and she got handed like so many things that any other queen had done what she had done or didn't do what she didn't do they would have been out Mm -hmm. already so and and nobody has questioned her on it and that that really just bugs me so yeah Uh, just for the record in terms of the scoreboard the only queen to have absolutely zero points Morgan Oh, Chi Chi has won because yeah, well. Chi Chi was safe uh, at, during the the divas performance. So. Oh right, yeah. right. Yeah, and you know, and, and Chi Chi's not; she ain't a contender. At least you know, unless somehow there's some really weird twist, and it's like, well, you all worked your asses off this week, but now you get to go home, and the people who like left get to be crowned. And I just, I just insane, thought I would mention so. it because I thought it was interesting, and actually, yeah. I kind of want to go back on the previous seasons of Drag Race and do the scorecard on. To, to see actually how things like work out so because it's i'm a really nod cool. well that's we we love being geeks and that's why we're doing the thing so um yeah so morgan's departure was classy and the finale is next week and it felt really rushed and it's like uh but i want like another episode or something i don't know it just feels like I saw we're missing. I something. saw a really good comment where somebody said the season both feels rushed and too long and I'm like, yeah. that's exactly yeah. how it feels. Yeah. And like I said, this week especially feels like, let's just sweep everything under the carpet, get it over with, and then we can go to season 10 and start And I year. actually feel like maybe they knew that this season was pretty lackluster, and that's why they're rushing out with season 10, so that they can like sweep this under the rug. Like They don't want people to pay attention to it. And I feel badly, because I think everybody who's competed this year deserves a little bit more respect because it's hard to be on any show it's hard to get your ass out there and you know they've i think even if they haven't been great they've all worked damn hard because they're there you know yeah right so i feel badly for maybe them. next time instead of doing uh rupaul's drag race all-stars they need to do um the drag race redemptions and have uh, people who were on all-stars three and people who are on all-stars one and let them actually compete in a proper competition uh-huh. <laughs> i'd be behind that yeah you bring back bandy yeah yes and also and not pair them off with people they don't want to be paired off with and then be miserable in the first week so. yeah oh yeah yeah because you know justice for pandora <laughs> yeah do we want to say a little bit about the controversy that's taken place over the last week yeah well Rue was interviewed by the Guardian uh, magazine in the UK and was asked about contenders and this and that. And um, Rue was not happy about transgender people being in the competition, let's say, um, and said that he probably would not have let Peppermint in the competition had she actually had had surgery at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And that caused kind of a firestorm, and rightly so, on the Internet. Yeah, and it's, and it's not the first time that Ruth is like, you know, drag is just for, for you know... Cis men who are... Cis men who are dressing up as... As women, yes. yeah. Um, and a couple of queens made some very pointed comments. I was actually, like, really shocked <clears throat> at Willem, what Willem was saying. Um, uh, saying that, you know, there were a lot of queens that 
you know, like Monica Beverly Hills, like coming out on the show or um, Jiggly, um, who, you know, apparently started transitioning after the show. A, a lot of these queens who have, you know, said that they were, you know, starting to transition after were actually already transitioning when they came on the show. They just lied about it. They just didn't say it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Peppermint, I think, was the first person to actually say it outright before she got on the show that she was transitioning yeah. already. Well, no, Mon- Monica, Monica, Monica said she was transitioning too. Or was well, she came out. Uh, she came out mid show. I think Peppermint yeah. was the first person who actually said before the show happened, "This is who I am. This is what yeah. I'm doing." Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, uh, there was a lot of very good, very positive comments from queens um sasha said you know i grew up in and around trans women my whole family is you know drag queens drag kings uh and people who are non-binary and to say that you know and and sasha has her own show in, in brooklyn nightgown and they have people of all different types there and um bendela krem's partner is a trans man and uh, Bendela said straight out, you know, don't you tell me what he can or cannot do and what he feels like doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of backlash towards Rue. I think when I read the comment, I think Rue was just not thinking. I'm not trying to make excuses. I just think he was being Rue and not like really connecting on what it might be or thinking because Rue, as Ren and I have talked about a little bit too, Rue is about the same age that we are. And there's a certain mindset that perhaps... Is, is, is people are more aware of the trans the trans experience now than perhaps people of our generation uh, well and i mean the, it's the only problem i have with that whole argument is rue is somebody who is always quoting from paris's burning you know is you know, every yeah. season you know reading is fundamental and all of this sort of shit and if you actually look at that movie there's uh people of all sorts in that in the ball culture and they're they focus specifically on several trans people and so it kind of there was a disconnect for me like i mean at the very least rue has gone back and you know walked back some of the comments i really hope this is something that uh he'll continue to go forward on because there's always like the idea of oh, people are getting really mad at me, I better say something and, you know, pay lip service to it, but then not actually back up those actions, back up those words with actions. And I think that's really important. This is the first time, though, that he's actually um, apologized. That is true. Because in, previous, because he's, he's, in the past, he's, double, I mean, he's, made this, he's made this kind of error before, or it's perceived as an error before, and he's doubled down on it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. You know, and this is the first time where he's like, okay, maybe, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm learning from you, if anything, which is, you know, as much as apologies you're going to get from Ro. But um, the fact that he made that statement is, is actually comes quite far from mm-hmm. him. And, you know, and I applaud him for that, but I would also hope that he will back it up with some action, too. Yeah, I, and somebody pointed out that Rue was being very Scorpio about the whole thing, and that, you know, Maldoff said something snarky and usually gets very stubborn and will not, because very rigid, not flexible. And this time Rue actually, I think, was flexible. I think enough people talked to him, and I think, yeah. I want to hope that he took, I want to hope that he took in all the words of all the queens that spoke up, and beautifully so, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, and actually will embrace more of it because you know as we've talked i mean we're all you know cis women uh discussing this and we all have friends of different stripes you know different identifications 
And drag is not just for gay men, you know, who want to put on dresses. Drag is, especially these days, has become such a big thing. I know bio queens. I know, you know, trans queens, drag kings. It, it's a way to play and it's a way of identity play. And I think it ties in. And at some point I'd love to talk about cosplay and drag because I think yeah. they're very connected. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine did an article that I'm hoping we'll actually do an academic paper on um and i think that's part of it is that you know to really say that we're all born naked and the rest is drag you have to embrace yeah. it because it's true for everybody uh, definitely cosplay and drag is connected because i i mean I, I commented to you guys the other day i keep on coming up with costumes and then just like a couple of days later like we'll see a queen wearing like the exact same thing on drag race and i'm just like fuck so now when i do this you know i'm gonna have to say i was inspired by which is awesome i mean i um you know, for me, it's like I I put on makeup, I put on clothes. I People know that I'm not that girly, let's say, in my normal life. But when I go to conventions, especially when I'm out in public, I do get much more feminine um, in terms of my presentation. And part of it, to me, is like I am putting on drag, not not necessarily in over-the-top drag, but I'm still like the persona that I'm putting out yeah. is much more. It's a different person than who I am when I'm just schlepping around yeah. my house and, you know, leggings and a T-shirt and sneakers in my day-to-day -day yeah. life. And I watch drag queen videos because I learn about wig stuff. I learn about hairstyling. I learn about makeup, contouring. So it's a very educational thing, too. But, I mean, and just in terms of the, tr the trans community, I mean, it is so integrated with the drag community that, I mean, yeah. like, so many drag queens that is actually their first step towards transitioning where it's like i am right. going to do this as my job oh wait i want to actually do this you know with my life this is all the yeah. time yeah so right and I, I would suspect it would be true with with dra uh, drag kings as well even though we have none on the show mm -hmm. right where it is it's just because you're starting to put on a a persona that's not necessarily the, the bio biology that you have and then realizing wait this is who yeah. i really am which is and Wonderful. I mean, so many of our contestants have been, you know, not only do we have trans contestants, but we also have non-binary contestants, like several right. winners are, you know, right. identify as, you know, non-binary or two-spirit or, you know, um, you know, other, you know, there are many different terms that can be used, but basically it equals, I am not, you know, I don't identify as a cis man. Yeah. So I, I think that's something that we really need to take in. And I, I hope, like I said, yeah. I hope you... Really well, I think so like. many of the queens, like, made statements about it that were not attacking room, but were, you know, stating, you know, how they treasure their their trans friends and family. And, I mean, even Michelle. And, like, Michelle t saying anything that's not, like, the Rue party line is, like, a fucking, like, miracle. That's how much she meant yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, the, yeah, there were enough people who were just kind of gently trying to talk to Rue about it that she, he couldn't like like keep on it. It it had it had to break, so I, I think Rue sometimes lives in his own little bubble. Not in a bad way, just who he is and what he is, and sometimes those walls have to be broken down and you know, oh look, there's something on the other side that you weren't taking mm -hmm. in, so Yeah, you know, as he says himself, sometimes you just have to bring it down for a motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Right. And what's nice is that after his apology, I did see that Bob and a couple of other queens came out and very much and, and Pandora, I think people they embraced the show and said, you know, we can have our differences, we can get angry or get upset about this or that. But in the end this show has done so much for us. Because I guess there was some backlash that I personally didn't see where people were saying, oh, the show needs to be canceled or what have you. And well, you know, and that's, that's the first knee-jerk reaction to anything, anything, anytime these days that anything, you know, goes against, you know, what 
you know, certain set of of, of people feel is right or correct. The, the first reaction is, is kill if it If somebody all. is problematic, then they immediately have yes. to go, you know, they're dead to us. The thing is, I mean, with everything, all sorts of tolerance, it's always, <laughs> it's a learning experience. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I've said stuff in the past where, you know, I've regretted saying it because just at the time I didn't fucking know. And, you know, you learn things and you grow from it and you can't be yeah. held, you know. I mean, like, there are some things that you absolutely cannot come back from. But, I mean, I don't feel like this is one of them where this is something where Rue said something that was bad. Rue learned from it. And hopefully in the future we'll see Rue grow from it. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I think, if nothing else, and, and this is not me, I'm trying not to be cynical. I think Rue protects his brand so much that he will, he will correct course if only because... He needs to correct course. Even if he doesn't feel like he, he should have to, he will because he wants the show to keep going. He wants the brand to keep going. And like I said, I don't mean to be cynical, but that's part of it too because you want to bring more people in. You don't want it to suddenly get the reputation of, oh, this is like intolerant or this is wrong or, they, you know, this show is, is persecuting people that shouldn't be persecuted. Also, so. I got to be honest, I think the show is bigger than Roe at this point. Yeah, yeah uh, it is at this I mean, point. I mean, yes. we've, we've got, there's a Drag Race Thailand, which I would really like to check out. And... I think that if Rue were to retire tomorrow, uh, and, which I mean is possible because Rue only likes getting into drag to, you know, do the judgments. If, but if Rue retired tomorrow and they you know, tapped Alaska on the shoulder and say, you know, want to make it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just call it drag race now. Uh, and then, right. you know, Alaska would say yes to doing that. And I think it would just be, it would be as popular. I think that because I don't sure, think people yeah. are watching it for RuPaul. I think people are watching it for the competition and the queens that are on the show. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Ru. I do like you, but I, th I think the show is bigger than you now. Yeah, I think just its place in popular culture is way beyond just one person now. It's just like it's everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I, I mean, I think Rue will. I mean, Rue is one of the producers or executive producers of the show. So Rue will always keep his finger in there because he can. Yeah. Um, and I think Rue likes being in control of certain things. But yeah, I, I like I said, I, I, I think it was a learning moment. And I think he learned something. And I, I and having been to at least the New York Drag Con last year and seeing the number of people, or even going to Chandler's show and seeing the, the people in the audience now, it's not just like a niche thing anymore. And to see like young children, you know, eight, nine year old, seven year old kids, you know, in drag, out of drag, knowing uh, my friend's, you know, seven year old daughter is like, you know, in love with the show. It's it's important to to keep it going and it's important to protect it and because it's it's teaching everybody a lot about a, a segment of the population that they wouldn't necessarily know otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um so it's it's a good thing and 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 we all need to learn stuff so yeah. And thus and endeth the yes. lesson. <laughs> the more you <laughs> know star. Yeah. Yes. Dun dun dun. Should we wrap it up with with our C U N T. This never tell talent. Yes. Yes. Um well, I think charisma-wise, it was just Shangela. It was Shangela the Shangela show. show. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely Shangela's night, yes. and we love her for it. Um, uniqueness. I'm actually going to give it. I will give it to Trixie because I just thought Trixie's runway was unique yeah. and funny, and I thought it was the best of the runway. Um, and she stood out more so than I ever expected Trixie to. So good for you, Trixie. I, 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 
Don't give it to Shangela. I still give. I still still give. Eunice okay. To I mean that's fair. I mean like yeah, I could see either of them, but I I would go with Trixie myself. Yeah, just by a smidge. Yeah. For but. nerve, I would give it to fucking BB. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. That Ego. attitude. Hell. Yes. Yeah, show the lipstick you got in your titty. I'm sorry. That's yeah. like it's not yeah. a rule, but it's a fucking rule. Yeah. Yes. It's not a spoken rule, yeah. Stop playing this, I'm above you all, therefore I won't do it because blah, blah, blah. And then clock, sort of clocking, oh, well, you know, Bendela just wanted to keep her miscongeniality. Well, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. right? So, Phoebe, shut and up. And talent, uh, Miss Shangianji. Oh, God, yes. In spades. Just in bucket full. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, at this point, I'm like, is there anything Shangela can't do? So. Um... Right. So, <laughs> work with well, both of the sewing machine. Well, um, so she might be able to sew if she wasn't sewing a fabric that was evil, like she tried to do. So, but that, yeah, if, if you don't know did. not to do that, then you can't sew. Well, right. okay, fair enough. Yeah. At least for now. But we, you know, definitely like three votes for two. We still love right you, hearts, 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 hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and not just because we met her and she was awesome and, and beautiful and, and wonderful and just adorable on yeah. stage. So. so anyway, this wrapped up and next week we will have our finale, which we'll <sighs> which see will either goes. be gushing or we'll be bitching. So I think yes. that's how it's going. Yeah, go. one or the other. <laughs> There's nothing in between. No, <laughs> no, not for finale. And then actually, I have a feeling there'll be a little bit more to talk about for season 10 next week also, because I have a feeling we're going to get more on that since season 10 is coming up in two weeks mm -hmm. yep. so you're on the brink of a brand new day so until then this is jan and red and i'm mc bye bye, bye. bye.